Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for Bring Them Out with your hosts, Joel Richardson and Alan Hill. Hey, everybody, we're here at the Sunnybrook Ballroom inside the Speakeasy for another episode of Bring Them Out. I'm Alan Hill, here with Soul Joel himself, Joel Richardson, and we are flying solo today, folks. We're flying solo, man, but uh, I love, shout out to Jesse Marchese, uh, really doing a great job. Uh, Incredible. We're we're averaging uh, over 100 views, uh, listeners on uh, the the audio platforms, Mm -hmm. and then um, on YouTube as well. Yeah. So it's basically 200 an episode. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. If you much. haven't already, uh, go to Soul Joel TV and and uh, follow us and subscribe and then uh, leave us a review on. Yeah, that really helps. We love really that. Helps. Yeah, 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 yeah. Either uh, you know Apple, um, you know Apple Music or however you listen to Apple Podcasts. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I've had people come up to me at shows multiple times now and say they're really enjoying the podcast. And thank you very much for that. And. Uh, because you're at every show. Yeah, because I'm easy to find. <laughs> yeah. You've actually been here when I haven't been here. Yeah, that's right. On multiple occasions. <laughs> that's right. But the, one of the conversations that, and, and I, this is what it's all about, it, it's uh, Bring Them Out is uh, Jesse's idea that you know, whether it's audiences or the talent, I've been bringing people out for years. Yeah. And now you have the music perspective. You've been teaching uh, music for over 25 years. I have the comedy background. I love both. You love both. But... Yep. It's the yin and the yang. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't want to say Coke and Pepsi, but you know what yeah. I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, we're not competing. We're not it's competing. A good thing. It's yeah. Exactly. A good thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Well, but speaking of competing, you you told me uh, kind of a backhanded compliment, not not to me, oh, yeah. to yourself. Do you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> yeah. 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 You uh you shared with me that your cousin, who you hadn't spoken to in seven years. Yeah. 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 Reached out to you. Like, By the way, I caught your pod. Yeah, man, it was crazy because I was in a. Th- I was talking to my other cousin, who's his brother, and he called my cu- my the cousin I was talking to. Just the triangle. Yeah, so the triangle gets a three. We got a three way phone call now. Yeah, and I haven't talked to that to Wes, is the cousin that we're talking about. Which is hilarious because you're not a phone guy. I'm not much of a phone guy, and yep. yeah, and uh, I hadn't talked to Wes in like seven years. Like, I mean, maybe here like so, five, seven years, something like that, and. Uh, um, first thing out of his mouth is, hey, I really love the podcast. I've been checking it out. And I was like, damn, thank you, man. That's so cool. Which then then I internalized it as a self-deprecating comedian. Even though I'm a comedy producer, which I always say, I'm like, still that's why I'm still a comedian. <laughs> I'm like, that's a lot of pressure. Because if he all of a sudden doesn't like the podcast anymore, it might be another seven years <laughs> yeah, before you hear perfect. from him again. Yeah, we'll know. Because actually, it's funny because I just left him a message on the way up here. Did you? Yeah, because... Uh, Good luck. Yeah, well, we're going to find out because either he's going to be coming up with here yeah. to a show with me because he yeah. expressed some interest or I won't see him for five to seven years. Right. <laughs> so yeah. hopefully I'll be introducing you to him in the next month or two. <laughs> because with you, it's 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 uh, you'll get back right away mm-hmm. or it'll be like the next day. Hours, yeah, or, yeah. Yeah. Or or like I'll go to sleep because I I'm show mode, yeah, so yeah, my yeah. phone is always 100 percent. Like you could call or text me, mm-hmm. and I never have it on. I have to be looking at my phone to receive it. Okay, okay. So the next day I'll wake up to whatever messages, emails. It never wakes me up, which is bad because like if there's an emergency in the middle of the night, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but well, yeah, so that, you only sleep three hours a night. So right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I post, sleep, wake up, post. Play spades. Yeah, yeah, play spades. <laughs> Excellent callback, my, my friend. By the way, our new segment stinks. <laughs> it sure does. It really does. It really does. I hate fake smells yeah, too, man. I'm it's gonna, a great idea, yeah. but it stinks. We're gonna heave it across the room yeah. when we, after we do the segment. Why, why don't we get into Let's it now? Let's do the segment now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you and I were talking. I've been to a lot of shows. I've, yeah. It's been ten years of going to comedy now, roughly. And uh, you've been supporting starving artists. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everybody likes a charity that they like to support. <laughs> Yours is comedy. <laughs> that's exactly well, right. Well, that's why I should joke around that comedy night, Thursday nights are comedy night, mm-hmm. and we always have a charity. But mm-hmm. then, you know, I, I give one one month, one week a month, mm-hmm. I give it to Steve Rinaldi for a seven for seven. Yeah. Seven comedians for $7. 
It's also a it's charity. Also a charity. <laughs> You're yes. supporting local artists. A hundred percent. But you've been doing that for a decade. I, well, I love it because, you know, I mean, I sold merch as a musician. You know okay. What I mean? And I know how much it means when somebody comes over and actually drops, a, you know, 10, 20 bucks on whatever you're selling. You now, know do I mean? you feel awkward if, like, do you, like, uh, avoid eye contact or? No, hell if, no. If you're the one selling. No, because the people that aren't going to buy aren't going to buy. You know what I mean? And that's okay. You know, they came to the show. That's cool. Right. They're, already, they're still supported. Already supported by coming out. Right. So I'm not one of these people that's like, if you don't buy my merch, you're a dick. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, not like that at all. I agree because uh, I always say this for years. Mm-hmm. White people, they let you know exactly how they feel. <laughs> if they're not making eye contact and it's just boom and then out. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Secret codes which we may or may not divulge. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh they they avoid eye contact and uh and they uh just walk straight out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I've seen that, yes, absolutely. But if they're sticking around saying how often do you do this, they're like they're giving buying signals if you're because yes. I'm in sales. You yes. know, I've been in sales my whole life. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you know, at, you know, when's the next one? You know, uh, do you travel around? They always say, do you travel around with the same troop? Right. <laughs> right. Like you're yeah, in, in improv the, group this, or something. Yeah, the comp, yeah, exactly. Is that how this, this works? Right. Um, Who's so, lying yeah, is it so, anyway? So I agree, man. But I still want to connect with the people, man. I, yeah. I like Because like you said, they've already supported. They're already here. I love, this is why I do it. Because yeah. I sit in the back of the room and I love watching the audience mm-hmm. and, and, and the comics. And But I want to see the audiences enjoying that. Yes. The, like enjoying the fruits of my labor. Right, right. Like your mom. Yes. I enjoy watching you laugh, Alan. You're right. Totally. <laughs> and it's funny because she watches the crowd as much as she watches the comedian too, right. which is priceless. So yeah. she understands. She totally gets it, yeah. Good old Faye. Good old Faye. <laughs> love you, mom. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so, so, ten years ago, um, you're at a show. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. So, ten years ago, I see um, Kelsey Cook feature for Jim Norton at Magoobies, and I saw her twice over the course of maybe a year or two, uh, both times with Norton. And you know, I went up to her after the show because I, I said, I first thing I said to her was, "I'll see you back here when you're headlining." You know what I mean? Which she is a headliner now. And she's very good. She's also a master um, foosball player. I don't know if you knew that little no. tidbit. Her parents were world champions. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fun little fact. But uh, so I go to the, sh- I went up to her to see about her merch, and she had this hilarious bit at the time that this tied into. I won't try and do the bit. But um, it basically, there were male and female air fresheners. And. I got these after the show. I just took them out of the package for the first time. It's in oh, man. Ten, seven to ten years ago, whenever it was, and they reek. But it makes me laugh every time I look at it. The world's worst air freshener. There's Kelsey. And then this is the guy version, baloney balls. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> So, but that's that's what I'm smelling. Yeah, that's what you're smelling. It smells like air, like somebody filled the room with air fresh or air. Uh, what are those sh- air dryer sheets? It's like brand new, uh, brand brand new car wash smell. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, like, like I knew I should have only cracked it up a co- a bit, like a, a, a like a crack. Right, right. Yeah. So I'm gonna leave this one in the package. Okay. <laughs> and this is the female version. Again, world's worst air freshener, Kelsey Cook on the back, and then it's Midnight Labia. So I've been carrying these around for 10 years, thinking one of these days I'm just going to chuck it on one of my buddy's uh, rearview mirrors just to see how long it takes them to notice it. But I never did it. And they won't understand uh, what's going on. Like, right. It'll, they'll just be like, what the hell? Why does yeah. this air freshener stink so bad? Exactly. I'm going to put the mic down for a second and move these across the room so we don't have to Yeah. 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 All right, we're back. So that's item one. I'm going to do maybe a couple items every time we do one of these solo things. Item two is a T-shirt. A lot of this stuff is T-shirts. I'd say the vast majority is T-shirts. But this is from one of my favorite tours ever, and it happened right before the pandemic, and it was ended because of the pandemic, and hopefully it'll come back at some point. Creeps with kids. Oh, dude. I would you know love. about that tour? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I actually, uh, I so I talked to Bennington mm. about it when I was up there with Jimmy Schubert. Okay. Um, but that's when I was still at Valley Forge Casino. 
and they only had a room 500 or and i was in a room 250 yeah yeah yeah. and these guys but, were killing yeah they were they, now, they did like 1500 at the winnaker center i think it was yeah but now i mean now we have you know 1100 here can, at the, yeah i hope they get it back together at some point you know oh, that'd be great but so oh so we should tell them what the tour was the tour was rich voss jim florentine bobby kelly bobby kelly and Ron Bennington, who's a radio legend and who is a beast on stage too. Who knew? I had no idea. And uh, um, and the the show I saw just happened to have a surprise drop in from Mr. Shane Gillis. And uh, anybody that knows Shane knows what how cool of a surprise that was. Yeah. So we got five killers in one show. It was unbelievable, man. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. And hopefully they get it back together so you can book it here because the ballroom would be perfect for that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, that'd yeah. be great, man. Yeah. What a show. And uh, the last one, and this will take us to a little flashback from the to the uh, Rofo days. Okay. Um, this is one of my personal favorites. Is a guy named Greg Stone. A lot of you will know Greg. He's been here many times. Um, By the way, recently just self-funded his new special. Oh, did for he ten thousand dollars. Did he get the whole thing? Ten thousand and one. Go, Greg. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, that's so cool. I'm so happy for the guy. Um. Anybody that knows him knows he's one of the nicest people in this business. He's also one of the funniest people in this business. Yeah. You know, he's just a great dude and hilarious. And um, so you had podcast week in yeah. Rofo in, I don't remember, was that 2021? 21, yeah, yeah. It was uh, the the last week of the festival. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was August 2021. And uh, we were basically two months away from... The end of the chapter mm-hmm. in Royer's Ford. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, uh, great. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so it was him, Anthony DeVito, mm-hmm. and uh, then his, uh, the Night Cream uh, partner. Yes. Whose name I always forget. That's terrible, but he's-, uh, he's Dan, It's Dan. Dan, that's right. Yeah. And Dan's, like, he lays, he does the, the beats for Night Cream. Dan Horan. Dan Horan, that's it. And he was a very funny comedian and uh, does, lays these great beats for Greg to do his crazy comedy songs over top of. But- uh but I don't know if you remember. I'm sure you do. That I I uh, I planned my entire. I don't. I hardly took. I took like two vacations in the last ten years. I was teaching. I was time. honored. And one of them, I went to out in the middle of nowhere in the Poconos and just rented a cabin by myself and played guitar for a week. Right. Yeah. And the other one, I came to Rofo for Podcast Week. Oh wow! And every you know, I can't. I saw it was Legion of Skanks Tuesdays with stories. Uh, Greg with um, uh, at the time he had Friday Night Greg I think was the the podcast at the time and um, and then uh, you had James Mattern and Shuley, uh for the fourth day because they replaced somebody else okay and uh, it was one of my favorite weeks ever I loved it I, I came up by myself every day and, <laughs> from Lancaster in an Uber and uh, and enjoyed the hell out of it now um, uh, the Tuesdays of Stories and the uh, Legion of Skanks were massive. There was a full dome, the whole thing. The other two didn't have the, the that big of a crowd, but holy crap, they gave it like you were. They were we were seeing them at the Spectrum in 1988. You know what I mean? Right. And they did their podcast, which was hilarious. And then they came out and debuted Night Cream. And anybody that knows Night Cream loves Night Cream. I can't hold. On. Well, no, no, and it was awesome, man, because. Uh, it was the first time that they did it on the road. And that's what I love about comics is they bring, it's like the lab, we're the lab yes, that's away r- from the city. That's one of the really neat things about this place for real hardcore comedy fans, man. We, we get to see the, the some of the times the- The infancy the, stage. Yes, exactly. You get to see the, the testing, you're the testing ground sometimes. Yeah. Like back when Louis C.K. was doing those drop-ins on the Joe List things, I'll yeah. never forget the time I saw him. He comes out with cards. And says basically something to the effect of, I'm working on stuff, you know, and bear with me or whatever, you know, in his own way. And I remember he started a joke about a dog. He got a minute or two into it, paused, said, there's nothing here. Crumpled up the note, threw it on the ground, and pulled out the next note and started another joke. Nine months later, I saw him do that that hour perfected. And it was, it's that A to Z thing is so cool to see. Yeah, it's so cool to see. And I know you've seen that a lot over the years. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, because I know you know when, like I remember uh, the Giannis show in Jersey, You, he had just put a special out it had just come out, so he was doing that act for the last time. Yeah. And you're walking up right when you know that act's ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yep. he sent you back down because he wanted to tell Joel stories for 10 minutes. Well, so, <laughs> and that's what, the, that's what the funny thing is, is that uh, a lot of the people in New Jersey, and I had, 
I mean, there was a ton of loyal fans that even I'm not even there anymore. Uh, a lot of times at the Robin's Nest, and there's a group of people. They always sell it out, mm-hmm. and they've been loyal. Like coming out doesn't matter. Like all these venues, and as long as they keep selling out, I'm, I'm going to keep keep doing them. As mm-hmm. long as I don't lose money, I shouldn't say right. sell out. Right. As long as they're not losing money, I'm going to still do them. But they had never been to a show where comics roast me like that. Mm. Because they kind of only roast me when they're at my home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're at another place. They're roasting that venue or like totally. the Robin's Nest. It's uh, the um, second floor of a, a restaurant that mm-hmm. started as a bakery. Oh, okay. And okay. The, they use the Robin as a bird, but the Robin is a woman that started the whole thing. And, okay. You know, she went to culinary school in France and, and she's a really good cook. And Real she makes deal, her own obviously. like yeah, soups and everything. But that's the place when I was moving back from New York and I was about to move in with my sister, my brother-in-law, who's now the chef here. Yeah. I, I was, uh, I, I, I crashed on her couch for, my, my sister's couch for seven months mm-hmm. until uh, my place in South Jersey was open. Okay. But I waited tables at the Robin's Nest. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I just left my old business partner. I started Soldier Old Productions back. We had, we had started this uh, new company together, but I left and went back to Soldier Old Productions. Um, and, and, and Robin's Nest was like, it was a place that has, I have all these fans and they were always supporting me. Yeah, yeah, so for so cool. them to see all this stuff, like, uh, like roasting me, it yes. was dude, hilarious. Oh, that's priceless, man. And yeah. We, you know, any, any regulars at, uh, at Sunnybrook know that's one of the highlights of every show, man. Oh, absolutely. Man, I love it. We, we all love that, man. Like, Here we go. Oh, God, when Voss rolls in. I mean, I can't. When's he booked? He's booked for sometime yeah, in the summer, yeah. right? Uh, June, I believe, Ju- Friday, June 16th. June 16th in the Dome. Yeah. Rich Voss, come out. You'll see what we're talking about. Rich kills But also, too, Ray, and we, and we post the oh clip that I say. He goes, there's this guy, because he calls it soul comedy. We call it Soul, Soul Joel's. Soul Joel's. <laughs> yep, yep. And uh, Soul Joel Productions. And he goes, yeah, this guy's, you know, so, and he goes, ah, but he's a good guy. He puts up good shows. He goes, I don't want to say too much because the check hasn't cleared yet. <laughs> Hilarious clip. Yeah. Oh, Tuary's great, man. Yeah. He is great. Ugh. So what's the other, uh, the deep cuts? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we wanted to try another thing. Um... I want to throw out some recommendations, and this is something I've seen on other podcasts. We're not, you know, reinventing the wheel here or anything, but I want to go deep with it. Like, you know, like I'm not going to, hopefully I won't give you something you've heard of, you know? Right. Uh, um, so I'm going to, I want to do it with movies and with um, um, songs. Okay. Uh, and I, I'll give you like one, maybe one song a week and, and a movie a week or something like that, you know? Okay. And uh, so first one is a movie called Safe Men. This is one of my favorite ones to bring up, and and this is not scientific at all, but the way I'm determining that they are a deep cut yeah. is that when I bring it up to people, more often than not, they don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, boy. That's my scientific poll. Yeah. <laughs> so so check, check this out. This movie's from 1998. None of these guys were big stars yet. They ha- it has Sam Rockwell, Steve Zahn, Paul Giamatti. Peter Dinklage, Game oh. of Thrones. Okay. Yeah, yeah, also uh, also was in uh, Elf. Oh, right, yes. He was the boss. I forgot he was the, in Elf. The publisher boss. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. great. Um, Mark Ruffalo is in this movie. He's like the seventh guy on the call sheet. He's not even like one of the stars of the movie, you know what I mean? Um, Harvey Firestein. I don't know if you know who Harvey Firestein is, but if you do, that guy is a trip. Um, he's like a Broadway legend. Um, Wait, so explain this to me, what, what, what you're doing here? Okay, so this is the cast of the movie Safe Men. Okay. okay? Movie came out in 1998. Yeah. All right, so I think um, like uh, Paul Giamatti had just been in Private Parts. Okay. So he was just breaking. Okay. You know what I mean? And all these guys were had been in stuff, but none of them were superstars yet. All right. of them became big. I mean, and he was in Billions. Yeah, I exactly. mean, so many, but so, so many other many things. things. He, he actually, became when a I was in star. pharmaceutical sales, and we did a product launch for mm-hmm. Shearing Plow. Yeah. Uh, joint launch, actually. It was a, a product called Vitorin. It was like uh, uh, lowers uh, cholesterol. Okay. Um, but so Merck and Shearing Plow 
Mm-hmm. Did a joint launch in Chicago. Okay. And he was the one that hosted it. Get out. Yeah. They paid oh, him to cool. host the whole thing. Yeah. That's and really cool. Most people didn't care, but I was like, that's pretty cool. I'm yeah, like, right. Paul Giamatti's here. Yeah, pig vomit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's forever pig vomit to me from the Howard yeah. Stern movie. Because <laughs> all it is is it's three days of like, rah, 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 rah you know, trying to get people pumped up. Totally, totally. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I've been like, I went to uh, guitar shop versions of those sales right. pitch things. So this is 2005, so it's not too far past. Yeah, this about. is, and he had, he had fully become a movie star by then, but he wasn't at this point. You right. know what I mean? And he, he's great in this movie. He's, he's the highlight of the movie, uh, and there's a lot of highlights. Highlights. Um, so okay, so the only other name of note is Michael Lerner. He uh, oh, there's two actually. Michael Lerner, who he's one of those guys you'd know if you saw him. He tends to play gangsters, or uh, um, he's one of those wonderful character actors that's been in seven seven thousand movies. You know what I mean? And the other one that's really a deep one is uh, there's if anybody has seen the movie Gummo, Jesse, you know this movie. You've heard of it? Okay. Gummo is a... I'm not recommending Gummo. Gummo's a strange movie. It's really out there. But there's a kid from that movie who's a little different. And uh, anybody that's ever seen Gummo will remember this kid. And that kid is also in Safe Man. It's one of the few things I think he was he ever did, but he's priceless. Um, so anyway, here's the other thing about this movie. The director, whose name is John Hamburg, this guy went on to write the screenplays for... Um, Meet the Parents and Zoolander, okay. okay? And then eventually he directed I Love You, Man, which is one of my favorite uh, comedies of the last, what, 10, 15 years, whenever that was. It was the one with Paul Rudd and the, that other guy whose name I never remember from my, that um, How I Met Your Parents or whatever. Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel. But, uh, yeah, and Rush, the band Rush, figures prominently in the movie, and it's, uh, it's awesome. So, anyway, that guy became he, – he went on to do some of my favorite comedies – post right. safe men you know what i mean so it's just one of those movies it's really it's hilarious it's super quirky and it launched a lot or helped launch a lot of people along the way you yeah know, i get a kick out of that kind of thing that's really cool yeah because i'm one of those people that'll sit there watching a movie if the movie's two hours long it'll take me three three to four hours to watch it because every time somebody comes on the screen I, i'm pausing it and going i where do i know that guy from i know him from this that and this and you know and then i'm looking up imdb and trying to trace the you know what i mean well so that this is that that's the point of this segment is yeah. is you're showing a movie that like was pivotal and launching and also just a killer movie that people don't know enough okay you know what i mean like i want it to be deep like, track yeah like yeah like deep cut this movie i bring up every time somebody asks about um favorite comedies or something like that which i i actually didn't do on when we talked about it on the podcast and it pissed me, it pissed me off later because i should have how do you sleep at night <laughs> I, I barely did that no, 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 okay. yeah. but uh um but yeah so just things like that like the like um the next couple movies i'm not going to say them but the next couple movies i'll be bringing up are like ones from 1950 right you know another one's just another deep track that i when i bring it up people don't know so that kind of thing okay. you know and hopefully there'll be some cool element of like some somebody some actor you know now or two great like segments that. nice yeah. nice so then the song that i want to bring up okay so this one i can go i could give you thousands of these just go 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 cuz it's this is uh, music has been my life. So I want to give you one that everybody will know the band, but you probably won't know the song. It's the band Deep Purple. All right. Okay. Now, if every, everybody knows Smoke on the Water, right? Okay. Yep. Dun, 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 right. Everybody knows that song. In fact, they did the thing like sometime 10, 15 years ago. They had everybody in some park in California. They had 100,000 people play that riff at the same time in the park together. Get out of here. That's how, how iconic that riff is. Okay. I've taught it in almost to almost every student that ever walked into my room over 25 years, right? Just a fun thing to do. Yeah, exactly. And it's 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 well known. It's fun to play. Blah blah blah. Well, the uh, the song I'm going to recommend is called "You Fool No One" from the album Burn, 1974. Uh, they had just switched. Their lead singer and bass player had left the band, and they brought in two new guys who ended up being Glenn Hughes and David Coverdale. Now, okay. David Coverdale, you won't know that name, but you probably remember the band Whitesnake. Okay. Okay, here I go again on my own. All right, that's David Coverdale. Here I go again on my own. Boom, boom. You can tell he was in choir, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. And, uh, um, Going down the only road I've ever known. <laughs> Tony- like a drifter, I was born to walk alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you get that? Can you get that next little chunk? Uh, wait. <laughs> like a drifter, okay. I was born to. 
No. And then it's like, now I made up my, my mind. mind. Yeah. I'm wasting no more time. But now we need Tawny Katrine. Here I go again. Boom. Boom. My man knows his rock and roll. Yeah. I love it. What was also like, uh, was I think old school? It was like, uh, you're my boy, Blue. Like oh. I think they I think they at some point play that song. You're probably right. I remember yeah. Master of Puppets from, from that yeah. when they were picking up everybody in the yeah. band to get them ready for, uh, for yeah. the uh, incarnation into the, uh, what do they call that? Hazing week or whatever. Yeah, for yeah, the... yeah. <laughs> so... Neat little thing about David Coverdale coming into that band. Um, a lot of people know the story about Journey, where they got the guy from the Philippines okay. to replace one of the greatest singers in the history of rock and roll, Steve Perry. Okay, They found this guy because he had a video doing karaoke in the Philippines, and he's now been the lead singer of one of the story biggest of rock and life. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So that was that. This was the 1970s version of that. There was no YouTube, but they heard about this cat from Wales who was singing his ass off in the clubs. Right. He was like 20 years old, and they brought him in to replace. And this band was at the height of heights. They had massive hits, Smoke on the Water, Highway Star, all these great songs, My Woman from Tokyo, all these things. They were four albums in or something, and then the biggest chunks of the band walked, you know, and here comes Coverdale and another guy named Glenn Hughes to play bass and share lead vocals, and they just kill it on this song. You fool no one. I don't know why, but Asians love karaoke. Oh, yeah. Dude, my first meeting in Royersford, mm-hmm. the Asian, I'm sorry, the Asian, <laughs> the mayor oh. was, she was Korean. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, Korean-American, obviously, but... My first meeting, I went to the Roars for Business Association, and she was like, I know you're a comedy guy, but are you going to do karaoke? I go, is this a trick? (laughs) (laughs) Are you joking? (laughs) I go, I feel like I'm being set up right here. But shout out to Mayor Jenna. She's great. That's but so it was awesome. just so funny. That's so awesome, like, man. They, they love it. They love it. Dude, and the Philippines is legendary right. for this stuff. Like, Bobby Lee, I, who knows if he'll ever see the light of day. You know how that goes when you develop a TV show. But uh, but he and uh, his co-host on his podcast, Kalila, went to the Philippines to try and um, get a uh, talent show, a Philippines-exclusive talent show produced and, and released in America. That is so funny. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Right. Why not, baby? Why yeah. not? So, yeah, so this song is is just a monster. If you like old-school rock and roll, um, it's got killer vocals. It's got amazing guitar solo. Richie Blackmore is a guitar player. He's unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, check it out if you like rock and roll, man. Do you, you have like- song association? Oh, for sure. So you hear a song that brings you back to a time, a memory, or like a, a time frame? Yes. Yeah, so my, my wrestling coach, so I wrestled in high school, wrestled in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, my, uh, so I went to high school ninety fall 94 to I graduated 98. Mm-hmm. So my wrestling coach graduated uh, late 80s. Okay. I think he was 89. So he was a huge grunge guy. Oh, so, sure. So we're talking Metallica, Cheap Trick. Like Pearl Jam, all these uh, all these bands. So like I just hear that Nirvana, Soundgarden, Soundgarden. I hear all those albums, and it just, just brings me brings back. You back to, to that time and place. Wrestling, you know, like yeah, and which is which is crazy because wrestling is hard enough as it is. <laughs> We don't need these depressing tracks. <laughs> Seriously, man. Seriously. <laughs> like, just flannel wearing, like, Right, right, cutters, right, right. You know? right. <laughs> yeah, man. No, not too many funny. happy songs. Dude, that was not an era for happy music. They were, because yeah. it was, it's so funny, because most. Good, good times, though. I mean, great. Oh, I, I look great. back at now, it's like, yeah, it's great. That's so awesome. But, and I love that, that sense of memory thing you're talking about. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But it's. But it always happens to me. It's fascinating. And yeah. the, uh, like. And every era is a response to the previous one, right? So those cats that were the Pearl Jams and Soundgardens who were just wearing what they, whatever they put on that day, to wear on stage. Right. You know what I mean? They didn't, they, they didn't, they weren't putting on. That was a direct response to the heavy metal cats from the '80s, right? That were going out in spandex and and destroying the ozone layer with hairspray, right? <laughs> and putting on more makeup than any of my female relatives have ever worn at one time. Yeah. yeah, and it was a glorious, fun little area. It was yeah, weird, yeah. but it was uh, it was fun, man. It was a trip. Well, and that's now bring them out. Mm-hmm. People comment now, whether it's on my social media or they send me a private message. 
they can't hear that song and not think about our shows. Ah, I love either that. either this podcast or a show itself. Right, you know? right, totally. Yeah, because yeah. it hits you right when you. Yeah, yeah, I love that intro, man. Yeah. Did we ever talk about like how? Um, because I'm going to take a chance here, and because I have had bad research before. No, no, no. no. But, how, how it became about? Yes. So uh, I talked when uh, I knew this was all going to happen, or at least in my mind, it was going to happen. So. I produced my first show, the one that my sister fell down the stairs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, the open, uh, open bar. We, we, I mean, I packed the bar. It was 100 people, whatever, but I had them bring me up to bring them out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's my song, and, and it just right became- Right from then. Right that's from incredible, then. dude. Dude, 16 years ago, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, that's, that's going to be my song. Bring them out, because I want you to bring me out. And that's how it started. And then whenever- I opened up Soul Joel's. I was like, dude, we got to do this. But I'm like, we're going to mix it into Soul Man. Because I, I really honed into being Soul Joel. Yeah, dude. I, I was then too, but it's like. But it's now it's like firm and, and yeah. you, it's it's taking root. And then <laughs> th- then that that was Royer's Ford's version. Mm-hmm. But then with Sunnybrook, we added the Sinatra. Which I love that addition too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, wasn't your mom part of the? Adding mom, the my Sinatra? mom was part of that because every time she would hear Sinatra, she was like, "This is our sign, my way." And I'm like, "Mama, you're listening to Sinatra on Sirius XM. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna hear this song from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you're not listening to a rock station and they're like, oh, I don't know how Sinatra is my way." Came on. Now you're listening to Sinatra <laughs> on Sirius XM. Sinatra station. So it's going to. Oh, it's great. It's in the queue. Oh, it's great. It's, it's, great. On, it's in heavy rotation. <laughs> it's number one song from the guy whose channel it is. Yeah. It's going to appear. But then that oh. leads us into this past week. So uh, Wednesday and Thursday, I was at uh, Rivers Casino, 800 people. Oh, dude, talk and, about And this. I did exactly what I do here. I checked them all in mm. in 90 minutes and then went on. <sighs> Yeah, and thank goodness, like, and people, the, the the director of the casino was like, "Are you staffed up?" I go, "Let them in." I go, we "Got it, got them, got brought them all in," and it was, dude. But the first night, uh, they almost ran me over. Wow, thirty people at six fifty nine. They were like, "It's clocking out tour. We got to get in there." And I was like, she ain't going on until I introduce her. Mm-hmm. And security was like, up against the wall, get your tickets out. No one's getting past. They just thought, like, they thought it was like, it was almost like Walmart on Black Friday. Yeah, yeah. They're like, the TV, I see the TV, and the guy, dude, slurring his words, goes, we're on the list. We're on the list. I go, okay, cool. But I'm going to check you off the right. list we're in gonna, order to get in. We're going to, yes, we're going to confirm that and but, let you and have your great evening. You just gave yeah. me a flashback, by the way, man. Really? Are you old enough, Jesse, to remember uh, when Cabbage Patch Kids were a big craze? Oh, yeah, and Garbage Pail Kids. Dude, gar- well, that was a response to yeah, the yeah. Cabbage Patch Kids. Much the Weird like, Al Yankovic. Much like grunge was a response yeah. to metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I had to be in line because my sister desperately wanted a Cabbage Patch Kid. Oh, boy. This is like 1983. By the way, I have something like in common right? with your sister. What's that? You I- desperately wanted a Cabbage <laughs> Yeah. <No. laughs> I wish I was kidding. <laughs> This goes right along with your first concert, brother. Dude, but it was. <laughs> Am I trying to tell the world something? <laughs> but I didn't, dude. It was at the height of the. It was the definitely the year you're talking about, and I didn't just want one. I wanted a chocolate one. The kid wanted a black cabbage patch kid. Dude, I might as well have asked my parents for a unicorn. Oh my god! A needle in a haystack. Oh, you're already booking chocolate Sundays as a oh, kid. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Dude, they couldn't even find it. Oh god, they did. They found it, but, but like, it was, dude, I'm sure it was. Uh, this is this is prior to the internet. Oh, dude, all, so well, go ahead. Well, all the old school version of how you did that. <laughs> <laughs> Bring them out. Come out. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Whatever. Man. Oh my god. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. So every time we have Sunday dinner, they're like, "You're in a safe space. This is okay." <laughs> You can tell us. We already know. <laughs> it's it, not if, it's when. And if it's Sunday, you're wearing your pink shirt. <laughs> Excellent callback. My man. But enough about me. Tell me about your sister, Katie. <laughs> so, so she wasn't part of this because it was her request. So I went with my mom to, I think it was Watt and Shand. 
at the Park City Mall in Lancaster. Okay. Okay. And you did what you did in old school days. It was the same, like the same way I got Pink Floyd tickets, the same way I got all my concert tickets early on. You showed up early and you stood in line. Yeah. <laughs> and you took it like a man. <laughs> so funny. And I'm telling you, dude, they opened those doors at whatever time that store opened. And you saw 150 adults or however many were there. It seemed like a crap ton in my eight-year-old brain. And they're tackling people. They're shoving people. My mom took one look and says, all bets are off, Alan. Do what you got to do. And she sent me, and I just I went full football mode, and I came out of there with one of those Cabbage Patch kids, man. <laughs> I don't. Uh, it might have been a little ugly. Thank goodness nobody had cell phones back then. But uh, but I got the job done. Wow! I proudly back to my mother with cabbage patch in tow. <laughs> I like how you raised one hand in tow, like like you just came out of the football huddle. Yeah. <laughs> The pile. Yeah. And you're like, we got the ball. That's it. We got the ball, boys. <laughs> that's it, man. Got it, baby. Got it. Dude, uh, that's wild. Isn't that funny, man? Yeah. Yeah, the Cabbage Patch days. That, it, and also one time I stood in line for Pink Floyd tickets, right? Okay. Back then you had to go to a mall or a, a Ticketmaster outlet, which would be at some kind of store. And in our town it was at the Boscovs, all right? And I want to see Pink Floyd. And this is the early 90s now, okay? And... uh we got there, my buddy and I got there at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. The place opened at 10 a.m., yeah. all right? So we're standing out there. Now, we were the seventh people in line. We weren't even close to first at getting there at that hour, right? Oh, Which okay. is crazy yeah, to think yeah. about, right? So we stood in line. We heard all these great stories from all the old heads uh, telling us how they saw Floyd and back in the 70s. I saw him on the Animal Store. You know, I saw him when they did Dark Side Live, you know? And, you know, and I'm yeah, thinking yeah. all these, these old cats have all these cool stories. Who yeah. Did I know I'd be that guy? Not too too far away, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, no, it was, it was a blast. And my buddy got sick as a dog, sent him home at like five in the morning, and I gutted it out and came away with 13th row for Pink Floyd at Veteran Stadium. For sixty dollars, imagine that you can't even get into the, the the nosebleeds of the crappiest concert that's coming to right? town this year for sixty bucks. No way, <laughs> not happening. But guess what? You can do get a VIP seat at Souljoles anytime for thirty bucks on a Friday Saturday night. Boom, baby! <laughs> VIP style. That's right, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, real quick, I want I want to uh, so then Saturday night we're in uh, Bob, DJ Bob. Shout out to DJ Bob's hometown. Oh, so sixteen hundred people, dude. So oh, biggest, biggest crowd. Uh, I, I had a few that are around that size, mm -hmm. but that was definitely the biggest. Mm -hmm. So two stories, uh, you know, uh, the balcony and the mezzanine section. Yeah, I saw a picture. Um, it looked amazing. But Bob, because it was his alma mater, mm -hmm. and he was telling everybody, class of ninety one. Right. Then his right. sister was there, class of ninety four. Okay. And uh, but dude, he had this playlist, and he just, I mean, he had people dancing. To their seats, yeah, dancing in there. So he yes. warmed up. I mean, the crowd was red hot, as they always are. Then he plays he plays my intro song. Mm -hmm. They were very confused. <laughs> <laughs> they they were like, we were just listening to uh, you know uh, Bruno Mars. <laughs> Here's Frank. <laughs> yep, Frank Sinatra. Were, uh, did we just put this show on pause? <laughs> then it was like, bring them out, bring them out. The crowd goes nuts because they they understand. Something's happening now. Yeah. And it just, dude, it just was electric. Ah, oh, that's so cool, man. So, so cool. cool. Yeah. I mean, oh. Yeah. And, and, and Bob, you know, having his own panic attack on his Apple Watch, but <laughs> kept it cool. Bob. It was just oh. amazing. I love that he was killing it at his, at his alma mater. That's so cool, man. I didn't even realize. I knew that show was coming up, but I didn't realize there was the Bob yeah. connection with the alma mater. I didn't know so that. So that's, that's what awesome. I want to talk about. So then, then uh, Lauren Ariel. Mm -hmm. Took a picture of you laughing like this. <laughs> the photo ninja. Yeah, the photo ninja. Like, dude, but, uh, and actually, if you see it, you're <laughs> so, over the shoulder. Yeah, he's right over my shoulder. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Jesse. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're taking a sip laughing at Alan laughing. <laughs> uh, this was uh, 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 Carmen Lynch. Carmen Lynch. Uh, okay. Yeah, so it was it a great. Like, I look like a bear getting his balls tickled. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I hadn't previously considered that. <laughs> Now you will not be able to yeah, not yeah. consider it. All right, Papa Bear. So uh, if we can regroup. So I shared it, and I said this is the, the essence. This captures the essence of what a Soul Joel uh, show is about, mm -hmm. laughing like this. Yeah. But Lauren happened to capture that moment 
And you said, I sent it to you before. I mean, we had already posted it, but mm-hmm. then I sent it to you because you were on your way home. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, I've been to a lot of shows, but this might be my favorite photo. Yeah. The best photo of me at a show. Yeah, it was definitely. I mean, And I, I shared that with Lauren. <laughs> and Lauren was like crazy. So I shared it on my Facebook and uh, on both Facebooks. But then on the original post, someone commented that uh, they know you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then someone else commented that they met you at Millersville at Phantom Power. And it had to oh, have been. Right. It had to have been an Aunt Mary Pat show. It was, yep, absolutely. absolutely. But I was like, how a small of a world is that? Isn't that a trip, man? Because then it happened again. Uh, we just announced that we're doing a paint and sip, right? Oh, yeah, and uh, Ronan comes in. It was like, you have to hire this guy. I call this guy. My mom went uh, in Ardmore mm-hmm. to a paint and sip, and this guy named Brandon uh, memorized every woman's name. And, like, I'm good. But I'm not that good. Like, it takes me, I don't want to say like a marketing rule of seven, but it takes me like five or six shows mm-hmm. where I see, I'm like, okay, it's Katie, it's Alan, it's Faye. I marvel at that. And if and if this guy's better, that's oh, amazing. Well, and it's crazy because I mean, there was like a room of 50 people, whatever it was. And so we came in here, ball of energy, and and, uh, and Ronan's just going, uh, I'm just, he's just trying to keep up with him and, and me. And we're just talking. And, then come to find and realize that he went to high school with you. <laughs> yeah, how about that, man? So th- this isn't even about me at this point. <laughs> yeah. th- this is this is two degrees of separation of Alan. Yeah, you're just a conduit for my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Hey, thank you. And thank you're you. Welcome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, Brandon, I went to uh, high school at Manham Township High School with yeah, Brandon in, uh, no big in deal. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. It's unbelievable. But then he also taught at the place that you taught. Yeah, it's crazy because I... Brandon went off to become an actor when he was younger. Rock Lidditz. and Yes. And and then years later, I find out he's back in town, yeah. and he's doing this paint and sip thing, yeah. and he's doing it out of the place I teach, Rock Lidditz. Yeah. And uh, crazily enough, I you know he was there for maybe six months before I had to stop teaching because of my back stuff, and uh, and I never ran into him. The, this place is huge. I right. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's insane. Like, there, there are... Like the the Foo Fighters are re- are rehearsing in a building like, right right beside where you are. You know what I mean? Because like, that and that's where people would they would get away, uh, major artists, and they would go there to practice upcoming tours. Yes, because Tate Towers and Claire Brothers are based there. Tate Towers does as one of the biggest stage com- uh, companies in the world. They're the ones if you go see. Iron Maiden, they they're the ones that made Eddie. If anybody knows that reference, if not, <laughs> they're uh, they're the ones that make the giant stage props you see when okay. people aren't stage. Like when uh, Rihanna did that halftime show. Yeah, I don't know if they did that one, but that's the kind of stuff they do. Okay, okay. Claire Brothers is one of the biggest sound companies in the world, so they do sounds for for everybody. They've done Super Bowls, they've done Olympics, they've done the biggest tours in the world. And what are they like Airbnb or like they have hotels they stay? In There's or? a hotel right on the premises. Okay. Yeah, and uh, um, and it's it's crazy because you don't know who you're going to run into walking around there. Like you know, like I mean, there's a there's two different rehearsal spaces um, in that the, the complex. One is a little smaller, and it's right in my building, like literally a hundred feet from my teaching studio. Wow. Yeah, and then the the one where the Foo Fighters and the Giant Axe is like across the parking lot, and nobody gets in that place. Oh wow. You know? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's a really neat place, and Brandon, <laughs> the guy who you just brought in to do paint and sip, is uh, is part of that place too. And and then and then you find out about him because he's doing a, a, the, the same thing in Ardmore. Yeah, you know what I mean. And what a, what a crazy tie-in, you right. know? It's exactly. Just, it's and, a, and I essentially hired him because of Ronan and Ronan's mom, and that's how any business works, but especially mine. It's it's a recommendation yeah. from someone that I trust. Yes. And they're like, all right, well, I want to do the event anyway. I might as well go with a recommendation instead of, you know, literally thumbing through uh, a website or, or trying to see who has yeah. good Google reviews or whatever. You could just and, and once you're in the same room, you can you can read someone. I, I don't know. You probably can, too. The energy. Um, it's not about the words. It's about what they're uh, how they're saying it, what they're saying. Yeah eye contact like you're yes, doing yes yes yeah oh dude yeah no like well you know my uh, speaking my... your love language <laughs> yeah 100 percent, dude 100 percent. well you know my buddy chris the one yeah. uh, um i don't know if we should tell that story about the rest of the chair oh but i'll say what i'm gonna say and we can decide about that so uh chris um Sturmer, my buddy chris who will be coming up for um what do you ha- what's the last friday in april uh ron on yeah he and I, I just Not got... to be confused with Ronan. Yeah, no, no. By the no, way, no. Ronan brought that up. And I go, and he goes, I'm sure we both get our name wrong. I'm like, yeah, he's got a joke about that. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh man, yeah, you, you probably won't have him open up because of the no. name confusion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hilarious. But yeah, so my, this is my friend Chris, who started as a student when he was a teenager, and uh, this is you, you said about looking in the eye, right? Yep. So uh, this is one of my favorites. So I love this kid, and uh, he's well, man, now he's now in his early twenties. But uh, uh, so when he was a fifteen-year-old base student of mine, um, we finished a lesson one time. And we were standing in the lobby of where I taught. And there's a couple of the guys that work there at the counter. There's me, Chris, and Chris's dad, Paul. And uh, um, we're all standing around just bullshitting. And as we're bullshitting, a young kid, maybe you know, somewhere between maybe 12 and 14, he walks into the store, walks with his face in his phone, okay? Walks right past everybody, never acknowledges, never looks up from whatever he's looking at on his phone, which of course brings on the old man discussion of uh, kids these days and they don't look in the eye and shake your hand and, you know, blah, 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 right? Right. So we're sitting around bitching about that lightheartedly for five minutes. Then we move on to whatever else we talked about. And then 15 minutes later, they're leaving, right? Now, Chris was just standing there the whole time, just digesting all of this, okay? And I said, Paul, Chris, great to see you. I'll see you next week. Chris walks right over to me, looks me square in the eye, and says, I'll see you next week, Alan. And he's done that every time I've seen him since. He picked it up. Mm-hmm. He picked it up, man. He understood. He got it. He got it. Yeah, yeah man. If everybody uh, if everybody got it like Chris, this world would be a, a very nice Much place. Much better place. <laughs> be coachable. Yes. Likeable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. And yeah. he always, I actually, he does that to me now. Does like, like when I talk to him, I, like yeah, it's eye contact. He's like, "Good, how are you?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that man. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, he, he's a solid dude. Yeah, he's a solid dude. Welcome here anytime. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other crazy thing. Mm-hmm. So we're at the open mic, and uh, uh, female performed for the first time, mm-hmm. and a really good set. And I'm out. I'm outside, and the, the uh, I'm just walking back and forth between there and uh. Uh, the line dancing. Mm-hmm. Sean Banks grabs me and you know Sean's he just great. yeah he just headlined last Thursday, and he goes hey this is Nicole um, you guys should talk and we started talking and so it turns out the guy um, from Edge Signs that does all the signs for yeah. Soul Joel's he did a brand new sign here at Sunnybrook um, all the backdrops um, he he did my car nice does amazing work yeah man. he does great work absolutely yeah. so and then and his wife kim has uh salon nova right down the street from from sunnybrook um they're friends with this girl she, they sent her down here was like you know you gotta check out the open mic turns out she's also a psychic medium i saw this i went i was yeah very curious about so, this it's cool so i showed her this room it was her and her sister and i was like because i thought it would be like a individual um like thing yeah then I come to find out she used to do shows where she's talking to the audience at the Valley Forge Casino. Get out of town. She was at the Valley Forge Casino the same time I was, knew the old owners as I did, and then got dicked over by the new owners. Oh, okay. As I did. Uh-huh. But she, I did shows on Friday. Her shows were on Tuesday, so we never crossed paths. I see. But we started talking, and, and before you know it, we got shows on sale uh, um, the Friday, uh, last Friday, and um, you know we've already sold a bunch of tickets, and now we're gonna do that. We have bingo every Wednesday, and then the other Wednesday of the month will be Peyton Sip, and the other one is uh, so she's it's called a night with angels. That's so cool. Yeah, I, I find that really fascinating. Yeah, I can't wait to my sister. I got to tell my sister about this because she absolutely loves that kind of thing. Well, and that's the thing too, like. Like, there's people that come to the swing dancing, and they're only swing dancers. Yeah. There's people that uh, salsa bachata. They only do that. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's people that line dance, and they only line dance. But they wouldn't step foot in my comedy show. Right, right. Now, a couple of them have, and they come out to support other shows. And we, you know, Frank Sinatra events and stuff like that. But we're doing so many different events. We're appealing to someone. Yes. And it doesn't matter if you don't like it. Like, like people are starting to protest drag events. And at different states are making it illegal. And it's like, dude, here's the thing. Forget politics. I'm a businessman. Right. And for me, it's it's an entertainment. And, and it adds so much entertainment. And, and this this month, 
it's a Golden Girls theme, which is hilarious, dude. Dude, the sales have never been better. It's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and for me, I would say there's like 20, let's just say 25% of the people mm-hmm. that have been to other events, but it brings 75% brand new people. And from a time where we wouldn't normally be open. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, there, there's people that that have, have been protesting. Mm-hmm. There was a guy who had fists of fury before, like uh, in the morning, like he was like banging on the doors. So, and are you kidding me? The, the cleaning crew was here, and they're like, "I can't believe this guy Joel has drag events here." I'm like, "Dog, you're three months late." <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's not even the first event. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> like, you're mad and late. Yeah. You're mad and late. Yeah, man. Oh, dude, yeah. get to the party quicker, buddy. Yeah. Wow, that's but, pathetic. But I mean, he went all the way to the township and Give stuff like that. Break. And it's like, dude, he's like, yeah, we don't we don't allow any. Because they're, they're, they're worried that we're having minors here. Right. Which we're not. The... It's an adult brunch with $50 tickets. Mm-hmm. It includes mimosas and Bloody Marys. Right. And, and so you have to be of age it's to come to the show. It's clearly an adult event, yeah. Because there's other events where you're going to a library and, and you're having drag queens uh, read to kids. Mm-hmm. Now, whatever, however you feel about that's however you feel. But that is not this event. That's not this, right. Yeah, so pick and choose your battles. Right. Yeah, I have a, uh, a wide range of, of events. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just doing it. And, and that's what's so dynamic about what I'm doing. Because I used to just do comedy. Mm-hmm. comedy events and, and then i had a couple of music events and then during the pandemic we we had bands open and and close shows uh for comics i used to do um latin nights and stuff like that dances in the valley forge casino mm-hmm. and then started the drag brunch and stuff like that so it's all been training ground right but now it's dude this is this is like disney world yeah. it's my playground yes and, I, and i'm co- constantly i mean people have compared me to barnum and bailey 100 percent, which i love it which the and check out the pictures from a couple halloween well, that was halloween i assume yeah, right yeah yep. there was a great picture when you actually dressed up like barnum or bailey whichever one you were pt it's yep. gotta be pt pick pick one yeah. bailey's the money guy yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> buddy i'm not in it for the money yeah. i think we know that <laughs> Like, are you joking? I'm like, nah, I live in my sister's basement, yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, you'd still be a pharmacist. <laughs> that, that ain't a joke. You'd have worked your way to the top of the pharmaceutical ladder if you yeah. uh, were just in it for the money. Yeah, there was a fork in the road. <laughs> yeah, I went left and ate it. Yeah, totally. No, yeah. I left real estate uh, when I was making a lot of money and uh, decided to become a starving artist, so I yeah. did it. Yeah, <laughs> Nah, but it's cool, man. I love it. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That is so cool, man. So Lots cool. Lots of stuff happening here at Soul Joel's, man. Yeah, always. Yeah. Always. I'm excited, man. I, I mean, there's always something. Like, uh, I, I, I'm glad I looked. This will, this will be dated when when uh, it comes out but uh, i'm so excited to see quarantine tomorrow oh yeah yeah i've oh, seen yeah. him since that creeps with kids show absolutely yeah yeah no it's good he's uh we i tried to get him for a few weekends mm-hmm. and then last time uh i went on vacation he was actually here so i didn't get to see him so i haven't seen him in like probably over a year nice uh maybe even a year and a half but um a couple other weekends he wasn't available mm-hmm so then this came up. It's going to be the biggest fundraiser. I heard you say that on the live stream yeah, earlier today. Yeah. That's killer, dude. That's yeah, awesome. We have two fundraisers, uh, Boyertown, uh, Girls Softball, and the Wheels of Justice, which is uh, basically county detectives. They all raise money, and they uh, take a motorcycle ride to Washington. Oh, get out. See, I, I, that could have gone a lot of different ways. I was curious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right on. That's super cool, man. I love that you do those those Thursday charity shows, man. It's so awesome. Yeah. Last week's was killer, dude, with yeah. uh, Chris Kosher Chris Kosher and, and Sean Banks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, for Soul Joel, Alan Hill, Jesse Marchese, it's another episode of Bring Them Out. Follow us, like us, subscribe, leave us a review.